0: In today's show, we talk about what to do when the two of you have trouble talking in
1: your marriage. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Brene Brown. She says, daring greatly means the courage to be vulnerable. It means to show up and be seen, to ask for what you need, to talk about how you are feeling, to have the hard conversations.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: We're going to be getting into those hard conversations today and, and what happens when you do have trouble talking in your marriage. But we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage Show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to the one family, first of all, we want to give you a great big welcome to the family. Yes. We're so happy to have you. And we're so happy for for the friend that maybe said, hey, check this out. And you may be wondering, Tony and Lisa, what's this thing called a hug? Well, a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone yes. whose marriages... Is- it, it, their marriage is changing or they've experienced restoration. And it's just a way for you to go get connected yeah. to others in the one family. And this week's hug is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. And, you know, a lot of you out there are business owners and you're thinking about hiring, and every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than, you know, just posting your job online and praying for the right people to see it. Mm-hmm. We know we've been there and done that. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, key, identifies people with the right experiences, and then invites them to apply to your job. Oh, it's like this whole communication thing going on, which we love here at One Extraordinary Marriage. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day the thing is the right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. And right now our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Mm -hmm. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash one, O-N-E. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash one. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now this hug comes from a Facebook post that we recently received. And it's from a wife who says, thank you, for radically influencing my marriage of just under 5 years and for giving us tools and insight to continue to the nurture the gift that God gave us in our relationship with one another. We're on day 40 something. We honestly <laughs> lost count of the 60-day challenge and right I on. don't think we'll stop at just 60 days. Wow. We've learned so much about each other, ourselves, our marriage and God's plans, desires and grace. Hmm. Tony, my husband relates to your story and your willingness to be open about your past in such a real way. And that has helped him to forgive himself, which was a missing element that he needed in his own recovery for a long time. Right on. Alisa, thank you so much for showing the world that reconciliation, transformation, and restoration are more than possible for wives. I have every single one of your books on my Amazon wishlist, and I look forward to listening to more of what you amazing souls have to share on the podcast. So very grateful to God for calling you both to lead couples on extraordinary journeys to marriages flourishing with real intimacy. Mm. All my love. Love it. Wow. You know what? Transformation in such a young marriage. I mean, five years, mm-hmm. and just going out there and making it happen, and and that's what we love. And and you know, the idea behind this show is that you know Tony and I are coming up on 22 years married, mm-hmm. and you, we've been having these conversations about conversations, which sounds kind of like a funny thing to have a conversation about, but, but the idea that couples have trouble talking to one another
2: Mm -hmm. yeah, right.
1: and we've had trouble talking over the 21 years to one another many, many times. And we recently got this email from a wife asking us about this very thing. She said, I think that my husband feels like it's girly to open up, be vulnerable and let me see into his heart and soul he was taught growing up to be like a rock with his emotions and communication. So now I'm trying to let him know that it doesn't make him any less of a man to be vulnerable.
2: Mm-hmm. To
1: express to me when he's stressed, upset, and hurting, he just stuffs it down and deals with it all, all, all on his own. And she goes on to say that, you know, when he's talking, when she calls him up at work, he's like, I feels girly right? It feels like you want me to say these things to you. And, and she's like, no, I just want to talk. I don't ever ask him to call me silly pet names, act like we're giving kisses or stuff like that. But anyways, I think he's just been taught for so long that men don't show or talk about their emotions. And if they do, it's girly. Mm-hmm. And can I just say at the start of the show that this difficulty talking is not just a male problem. It's not just husband's that have difficulty in this area. There are many, many wives that I coach. In fact, I had a conversation with a coaching client, a female coaching client, a wife, uh, this past week. And I was just, we were talking about this thing about being vulnerable, about talking. And she's like, I just, you know, I just kind of stuff it. And I'm like, yeah, I used to be a stuffer. Totally know what that's going, what that is and what that's going on. And, you know, part of it, and we even hear it here as this wife is talking about her husband is that, that, you know, there's this messaging
0: Definitely the messaging.
1: Definitely the messaging. You know, a lot of you, um, you know, had situations in your life when you were growing up where you were expected to be strong. You were expected not to talk or share your feelings. So some of it's mindset and messaging.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe you never had the role model. Maybe you never saw adults actually have hard conversations, right? The, the quote that I shared with you at the top of the show, daring greatly is about being vulnerable. Maybe you never saw what it was like for a couple...
0: Typically mom and dad.
1: Typically mom and dad.
0: Because they would hide or they would yell and scream. So there's, it's interesting. And when I think about my life and growing up even, I think of my folks. And I think every major conversation they ever had, they would scoot away. Mm. And if there ever was a point where there was maybe some frustration, it was very quick and it was done. And so... There never was this show of like, hey, we're having issues, or maybe something's happening in our lives. How do we how do we deal with those and work through those as a couple, you know, growing up,
1: as opposed to us who the other night had a massive conversation, argument, disagreement, whatever you want to call it, right in front of our kids. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because they've been hearing all these strategies for the last eight years of their lives, so they start actually throwing strategy back, back at us. us. But but it was conflict.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? And it was about, you know, what was going to be for dinner. And I forgot to defrost something because I thought it could go straight in the oven and, and all of this. And Tony's making statements and I'm making zingers right back to him. Mm -hmm. It was not a very vulnerable or productive conversation. Mm -mm. And it's part of the reason why we're sharing this with you all this week, right? Because, you know, you, maybe you didn't see it. Maybe it feels really just too vulnerable to open up and share to your spouse because you're worried maybe somewhere along the way that your feelings have been used against you and you're worried it's going to happen again. Oh, well, you know, you're just too sensitive or you always blow up or you're always so emotional. Uh Right. And the other part of that is you don't know what's expected of you. Right. Here's, you know, if you think back to that, that email that I just read from that wife, here's a husband who his wife wants him to be vulnerable, but maybe he didn't see it because he got that messaging. And so he doesn't know, how to show up and give that to his wife, right? What, what do you really want from me?
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: a hard question to ask because there might be something I have to do on the other side of that, right? And the truth of the matter is, is that keeping everything inside, I'm going to let you guys know right now, it's detrimental to your marriage. It, it creates this rift, this disconnect, this gap, this chasm, depending on how long you let it go, mm-hmm. between husband and wife. And, and Tony can honestly speak to this. I process a lot of things. I, I use a lot of words, but I also have to process stuff inside.
0: Yes. You, it takes you a little time to work through it where I can be a little bit quicker on my feet and just work through that. Uh-huh. And, and for me, talking is a way to work through that. And it may not be the exact right thing I need to say. And I think Elise and I have learned that over time though, that I'm talking because it's a way for me to work through the situation. Um, I'm one of those guys that if things are happening, I mean, I'll call up a good buddy or I'll call somebody who I know in business or in life. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to just sort my my ideas and my feelings and what's going on.
1: And a lot of you tend to be more like me and your internal processors, mm-hmm. like you're just thinking through it and there's nothing wrong. Can I be really, really clear here that if you're one of those people that needs to think through it and you're an internal processor, you're fine just the way you are. And if
0: you're like me, you're fine just the way you are. You, what, what has to end up happening though is you need to let your spouse know that mm-hmm. and, they, and your spouse needs to understand that because sometimes what you say is not, is not exactly where you're going to end up. Right. It's, it's a, it's a waypoint on the journey to where you're going to end, but the words and you being able to speak those gets you to the end. Mm -hmm. Like you're working through the process in your words.
1: Absolutely. And you know, when you got married, most of you had something in your wedding vows. And I know a lot of people write their own wedding vows, but there's something along the lines of to love and comfort in good times and in bad. But here's the, here's the difficulty with that. If you don't share what's going on inside of you verbally, your spouse doesn't know when you need love and comfort,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? This goes back to this whole idea of you're creating a guessing game in your marriage and your spouse does not have ESP.
0: Right. And, and can I, I wanted to bring this up earlier and I think we need to address this. So when you're having trouble talking and it's about being vulnerable, the, the thing I think each of us has to understand is this is between you and your spouse.
1: Mm, that's good.
0: Because w- w- I'm not telling you to open up your heart and all this stuff to one of your buddies, mm-hmm. one of your girlfriends. And I think there, th- there has to be an understanding that, and there are different levels of communication that you're going to have with different people right the the level that I have with Elisa I, I consider at the highest level that that everything gets shared um, for the most part, I, I would say there are still things that I'll, I'll I will have to work through on my own and then eventually will come out. And so, please understand that what we're talking about is this intimate conversation, this intimate emotional time with just your spouse. Now, you may not be like Elisa and I, where we may be sharing some of this stuff in front of the kids and all that. That's okay. Those are the steps that you take to get to that point, though. Mm -hmm. You know, because eventually it's just like, hey, the conversations are going to flow so easily for the two of you that there is no discomfort. It's okay. I don't care if my son hears me talking the way I do. It's okay. Because he's learning that to be vulnerable with my partner in crime here, (laughs) who has been for 21 years, that he's going to be in that place. Eventually, in his own life. And same with my daughter.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where we've got to create an environment where talking, where communication in a marriage has strength behind it. It's a muscle, mm-hmm. right? Being able to communicate with your spouse is a muscle that you have to continuously exercise, stretch, um, you know, use. It's not just something that you use during the dating season and you don't have to use it during the marriage season.
2: If
0: anything, you need to use it more in the marriage season than you did in the dating season. Absolutely. Like like it needs to be two to one.
1: Right. Because that's where, you know, we talk about the intimacy lifestyle. And just as I know, a lot of you have heard shows where we've talked about that and we talk about that. Uh, We started talking about that in regards to your sexual intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Being intentional about your sexual intimacy. But the reality is, is that the intimacy lifestyle needs to address all of the intimacies, including your emotional intimacy. Because when you're struggling in this area, you create that disconnect. It, It leads to those stuff, stuffing situations where you just stuff 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 and then you explode it leads to withdrawal but when you when you get into this place which is where we're walking you through on the show when you get to this place where you can share then you create bridges Mm -hmm. in your marriage you create connection and, and that intimacy goes even deeper than you could possibly imagine and I know as a gal who would stuff and avoid conflict and who is an internal processor I know that sharing is hard. And I know for a lot of you, you're like, oh, this is like, Alisa, this is making my stomach hurt because you're going to ask me to be vulnerable with my spouse. Yes. Uh Push through the discomfort in listening to this show to get to the gold that is going to be deepened emotional connection in your marriage. Please just hang in there with us.
0: And and can I just bring up a, a thing real quick? As we're talking, this is not this is not intended to be that conversation or those tough conversations or talks where you're sitting across from each other on two chairs and your knees are touching, your hands are on each other's knees and you're just like, "Okay, we got to have this talk." Please, please, please don't let it be that cuz it's so much tougher. Get out for a walk and talk. Move, be side to side. If if you don't want to go for a walk, take a drive. Mm-hmm. Do something where you're moving and you're active and you're in your side to side, you're partnering on this journey together. It's not that you're being confrontational and looking at each other and going, if this then, if this doesn't happen, then this is gonna happen. No, no. We're not in battle with each other, you guys. We've talked about this time and time again, and I'm going to stress it again today, especially when we're talking about emotional intimacy. We are on the same team together. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before. You know, that hashtag, what is your team? Team DiLorenzo is us. What's your hashtag? This isn't about me against you, and we're battling on the football field to make a field goal, and you got to be on offense, and I got to be on defense. This is you and I together, side by side, making the calls together so that we together reach the end zone and we score.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as, as we're talking through this, I mean, sometimes the difficulty in being vulnerable, you know, that I've experienced with Tony, sometimes the difficulty in being vulnerable with your spouse is that you don't know exactly what you're feeling, True. right? You know, I started doing some research and prep for this show and uh, psychologist Paul Ekman, said that there were six basic emotions, anger, disgust, fear, happiness, sadness, and surprise. And I think for a lot of us, we get stuck at those six, right? Like I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm mad at you, right? Uh, I'm scared. I'm disgusted. I'm happy. I'm sad. And I'm surprised. Like we just leave it there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The reality is, is that our feelings are so, there are so many more layers. There's so much more nuance
2: mm-hmm. to them. Yes. And, and
1: our feelings are often the result of a specific action. But if I just tell Tony, and, and it, like we had this situation years ago where a couple years ago where I posted a picture actually up on Instagram, I, I walked into our kitchen one night and there was a ton of dishes in the sink. Now, mind you, our dishwasher is right next to the sink. And I, I put this post up, I ripped a piece of cardboard. and I'm like, if you've used it, put it in the dishwasher. It was actually a little bit longer than that, summarizing for the sake of the show. Because I was frustrated At the specific action of my family, none of the other human beings that I live with, being able to put stuff in the dishwasher, right? And, you know, we've got to be able to associate where our feelings are coming from with the actions that cause those feelings. But that means that you actually have to spend some time with yourself Mm -hmm. in this thing called self-reflection. And it doesn't have to be like hours, but you've got to tap into, okay, what's going on with me? What 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 just set me off? What's making me feel neglected? What's making me feel out of touch?
0: What's that acronym? Hungry.
1: Halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired.
0: Right. Just thinking about that, right? Let's say that again. It's halt, hungry, angry, lonely, or
1: tired. Right. That's a good place to start with your emotions.
0: That's a good place to start because if you're any of those four, then you can attach where you're at Mm -hmm. and understand where possibly you're getting spun right? and then the inability to be vulnerable with your spouse because now you're hungry and, and if you are hungry and they do something to you and you're an, an internalizer, you then just sort of internalize it and and I'm going to get angry at them, but I'm not going to say anything to them because they should know better than this. So that that can happen there.
1: You also, you know, as we're talking about this, some of you need to figure out how to process what's going on.
0: Okay, so now let's just let's just sort of recap here. Yep. So, if you're someone and you're learning, and and you want to be vulnerable, I think that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. And this year is all about what can I do, right? So, if you if you're looking at this and going, I really want to be vulnerable with my spouse mm-hmm. and this one person, that's the only person we are going to focus on. Here's what I think where Lisa's going to go to, in in how to process right. where you are right now.
1: Absolutely. Because sometimes you need space to process, right? I, I have a lot of my coaching clients that like their spouse wants them to process like right now standing in front of them when we're having a conversation. And really they need to call a timeout. Like I need space to process. And, and you need to get the thoughts that are swimming, spinning, looking like a tornado in your head. You need to get them out of your head so that you can actually analyze them saying the same thing to yourself over and over again does not do you any good. And it does not actually convey anything to your spouse. True. Now, some of you will actually pick up a pen and you'll do like kind of your more traditional journaling, right? Long form. You just kind of, you know, it's it's stream of consciousness. You just write whatever comes into your head. Some of you, that idea just terrified you. Bullet points are another way to journal, right? Just stick a dot on the paper. And just, what are you thinking? Bam, 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 bam. And that's fine. I mean, I have days when I journal like two lines and days when I journal a whole page, whatever works to get the thoughts out of your head. So you can look at them and say, how can I act on this? How can I share this with my spouse? How can I like, okay, wait, was that actually them or was that me? Right. What, what's going on here? Or, or maybe some of you are just, you know, in this place where for you drawing artwork, creativity, like you just need to create a picture right? Get out there and just let the emotions flow. But it's looking at those different things in terms of processing what you're going through.
0: And for those of you who have not journaled, and I will raise my hand to be one of those people who difficulty at times get into the habit. It, it doesn't have to be a long period. One of my goals this year has been to journal more. That is one of my big goals. So, and I do it typically in morning or evening. Lately, it's been in the evening. And you know what, it's just, I'm more of that stream of consciousness. Just I'm I'm writing down what's going on in my day, looking at it. And then my second section for me personally is what can I do?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's just reflecting on what's happened through the day. Sometimes it's not. It's just what can I do to be the husband, the father, you know, the man that I want to be in in this year. And so it is a habit and it's something you're going to have to just pick up. You're going to have to have that journal by your bedside or by your desk at work, you know, where you're going to do it during lunchtime, whatever it may be. But don't give up on yourself, you know, too quick. Habits take time to to change and and to get them going.
1: Right. And you'll find that as you start to get your thoughts out of your head, you actually experience a sense of peace. Um, You also need to look at, you know, what was that messaging that you received growing up, you know, things like men don't share those, their feelings. You need to be strong. Don't cry. And, and the truth of the matter is that men do share their feelings. Oh yeah. They do. And wives, let me tell you something. The way a man shares his feelings may not look the same way that your girlfriends share their feelings. I'm just saying they are wired differently. Allow them to be in that place. You know, you don't have to be strong all the time. It is okay to cry. It is healthy for us as human beings to cry and express our emotions.
0: I was going to say even just cracking jokes, it's okay. Your spouse may be one of those those people, male or female, wife or husband, who honestly cracking jokes is a way for them to express it. You may look at it like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just cracked a joke. But if you really look at it, they're sharing their feelings. Mm -hmm. They're being vulnerable with you. It just may not be the way that you want them to. But if you look at it, you might be like, got it. He, he just cracked a joke and he, he's sharing internally. I mean, I love comedy and so I'll watch them. You watch those guys when they're up on, when they're up on stage, th- they're being pretty vulnerable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. You know The, the fact is, is that as your emotional intimacy increases, all of your intimacies are going to increase. The emotional intimacy actually is kind of a linchpin. Mm-hmm. for everything else. And there's going to be deeper connection and more unity in your marriage and getting resourced, whether it's learning how to have that difficult conversation or hiring the right person is going to make all the difference in your success. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. And right now our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free. Just go to ziprecruiter.com slash one. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash one because ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. So as you've been listening to this show, some of you are thinking, okay, Tony and Lisa, what, what do I do?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? We have had trouble talking. We are having trouble talking. This is like real life right now for us. And the first thing that you need to do is you need to acknowledge that it's been a challenge in your marriage. And let me be real clear. A challenge isn't necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a fact right? It's, it's not a bad thing that you've had trouble talking because as you acknowledge it, you're, you're putting into action the restoration, right? It's, it's not where you have to be like, oh, we can't talk to one another. And you're like, no, no, no. We haven't been able to talk to one another, right? This is where we start looking on that mindset. You know, acknowledge the desire to honor your vows, to create connection, to be able to love and comfort one another in good times and in bad, right? We don't just share the good stuff, it's this place of going into the into both sides and knowing that you're working together to create an environment in your marriage where it's okay to share the heavy stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And this needs to be—I—I I, I think this needs to be done on a weekly basis, folks. It is a skill that is learned and practiced over and over and over and over and over again. I'm telling you, go listen to some of the sh- early shows with Elisa and I on here, please. You know what, there, there are many a shows that I can remember just being upset with each other and not being able to communicate, and there was a lack of vulnerability, and mm-hmm. I believe those are why at, the, at those times where, where um, misunderstanding, anger, frustration, hurts were coming out here on the show. It doesn't happen anymore. It, it. I mean, we have those moments, and yet we can get over a moment where we're upset with each other in, in under 30 minutes. Why? Because we get behind these microphones every week for the last eight years on top of our normal conversations that we just have on our walk-in talks. Mm -hmm. So don't, like last week we were talking about, don't compare yourself, right? This isn't a place to compare yourself. This is a place for you to understand that with practice and intention, there is growth Mm -hmm. and you're going to get there. Are you willing though to take the time to do it?
1: Absolutely. Because there's the understanding and I want to be real clear. This is, this is a new marriage muscle that the two of you are oh, working. Yes. And here's the thing with muscles. They, you know, when you first start using them, they're a little stiff. They maybe have a little pushback or resistance or it hurts. And you have two choices. You can either stop and say, oh, you know what? That doesn't feel good. So I'm not going to keep going with that. Or you can say, you know what? If I want to get that toned muscle, I need to keep working it. Right. I, I need to set aside time every week. And you know, Tony mentioned, you know, regular conversations. I would suggest looking at, you know, the coffee break.
2: Mm-hmm. And you
1: can find that at one extraordinary marriage.com/slash coffee break. But that's a way to just build it in. Put it on your calendars, folks. We talk about the intimacy lifestyle, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. Schedule your conversations. Schedule time to clear the air. I remember years ago we met a couple and they had they didn't call it coffee break, they called it clean the slate. Yes. And all they talked about was if there was anything they needed to do to clear the slate.
0: Let's cl- let's clean it. Let's let's get back to zero. Let's get back to the starting line this week and let's call it good. Like we're not going to hold unforgiveness. We're not we're mm-hmm. we're not going to hold doubt and resentment. We're not going to hold all these things week after week. We're going to come to the beginning of the week and we're going to clear the slate with each Absolutely. other so we can get
1: moving forward. And when you're sharing Make sure that you're not just spewing the feeling, but giving the associated action. Cuz like I can't do anything if Tony's like, "I'm so frustrated with you." Uh, uh, oh, okay.
0: Not frustrated with what?
1: Frustrated with what? What did what happened? What did I do? But if he says, "I'm so frustrated that, you know, we haven't had a home-cooked meal in the last 3 nights because, you know, we've had sports, we've had kids, or you just simply haven't cooked a meal." Then we have
0: no food in the house. We have no,
1: that, that was last that was, week's that conversation. Was last week's
0: conversation.
1: But when he says that, then you know what? Now I know why he's frustrated. And now I know what my role is, what I can do to change his level of frustration or what we can decide to do as a team.
0: Which Elisa said, why don't you come to the grocery store with me? And That will help out.
1: Absolutely. I ended up taking the teenage boy that helped out, but, but you start to go, okay, what's the feeling and what's the associated action? And, And let me be real clear here. When your partner is sharing this with you, zip your lip, like we said last week, zip your lip and let them talk, listen to them, share and listen, share and listen. Because if you want to get past the trouble in talking, it's going to require both of you to share and listen.
0: And for those of you who have now journaled either long form or bullet points or creative drawing, bring that with you. That's not a crutch. Have it there. Mm-hmm. Because by having it there, now you're able to say, this is what, you know, we had this discussion, this argument, and and this is where I was. And this is me being real and honest with you where mm-hmm. I was. So it's not a crutch to, to bring out your journal. I mean, this is a... This is a tool that you get to use to share what's going on because some of you, you need that. And it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Here's the key, you guys. Here's the key. If you're having trouble talking, you got to be intentional and you got to take action. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are like, and I'm talking to my, to my men today and right now. If you're like, well, men don't do that. Believe me. There are many a man who talk openly and honestly with their spouse, and that's a mindset shift that needs to happen so that you can connect with her. Believe me, when you connect with her in a way that only she has access to, it is going to be amazing. So go out there this week, you guys, and connect with one one another. Figure out what works for you and go do it. We love you guys. We are praying for your emotional intimacy. We really are because we're going to believe that there's going to be breakthrough in your lives and what's going to happen in all the other intimacies of your marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.